Welcome to Animation Overtime, where we analyze and overthink all your favorite anime and animation. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm Jesse. And today we'll be talking about the premiere for Rick and Morty, season seven. Is it still good? Is it still good? And that is a great question. And more importantly, is the voice acting any good? Because they, obviously there have been major changes. If you don't know and you're living under a rock. I think we've mentioned it on this podcast. Actually, We definitely have mentioned it before. But if you do not know Justin Roiland. He's no good. He bad guy. He bad guy. And that is our nuanced take on the topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not getting too much into drama stuff we don't really find ourselves talking about. Let's talk about the actual voice acting. Honestly, if you didn't tell me they had new voice actors, I probably wouldn't notice. Honestly, it does feel pretty spot on right now. Uh, you don't know, especially with Morty. We didn't get Morty at all, he, really. Yeah, not in the first episode. To be fair, yeah, we're looking at the premiere, so this is only the first episode, right? He wasn't in it that much. He really, he had maybe like Two three seeds? or four lines. Yeah. But this doesn't have any indication because I'm pretty sure the animation and the story was pretty much done by the time they, they decided got to boot him out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they had to like resuit some scenes. They had to redo voice acting. So that had to be like more way more difficult for the voice actors. So props to them. I think Rick did a really good job. Personally, I can tell the difference, but barely slightly. I would have to no, really. I'm telling you, if you didn't know they changed, you wouldn't have known. Yeah, honestly, I, 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 I agree with you. I even coming into it knowing there was the first like couple of sentences where i was like dude this is the same guy yeah they're just tricking us and then i was like and then i think i heard one like every now and then every now and then there was just a little not off i would say they're different people yeah. they're just simply not the same person it would be too much to ask for a for person to be, to be like exact, one to one like exactly one for one you know this is a no, I mean, it's it's crazy, too, because it's a big ask for someone. First of all, it's a big ask already to find a voice actor because, you know, doing a different voice for that long for a career is, is rough. It's rough. And in a project like Rick and Morty, who where has, it already has six seasons, where it has six seasons, it changed kind of the landscape of media. It's a juggernaut in this day and age. So it would be a pretty daunting task for pretty much anyone to be able to do it. And mind you, this isn't like, you know, on TikTok, you see one guy say one line and it sounds exactly and it sounds oh my god it's exactly like you should voice it you don't know if they can keep up that kind of range you don't know if they could even change it you know if they can improvise talking you could say one line one line perfectly you know but we're talking about like a whole season we're talking about a whole season with a lot of especially something like comedy that thrives off of delivery delivery um improv and not only that voice acting is like so real life acting, you have your whole body to act. With voice acting, you have to convey all of all of those emotions with your voice. Cool thing about it is that they do have two different actors for both Rick and Morty. Really? So it isn't the I same person. That. I think for a quality of life kind of deal. That's true. That seems like a lot easier to pull off. Yeah, not everyone can do the whole switching in the booth right there. Yeah, and I feel like also personally, I feel like chemistry wise it might be able to even have better improv yeah. of someone who's obviously not you. <laughs> I feel like it would be a little bit more difficult to have different like taste and range if you're the same person. That's it's true. kind of harder to have that kind of, like I can't imagine 
going back and forth with yourself. Listen, doing some people voices. can do it. You know what this is reminding me of? I saw a clip recently of, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. He plays both SpongeBob and Simon Petrikov. Yeah. Oh, I, I do his, remember that. What's his name? Why am I forgetting it? Uh, I don't remember it. Where name, he was switching back and forth between SpongeBob and Ice King. He was having them have a conversation. He also voices Gunther. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, Quack. Yeah. I mean, it's not much of a voice, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, not much. But it's still iconic. It is iconic. I probably did it and it was terrible. Yeah. That's how you know it. You know, it takes some talent to be able to quack like that. But, I mean, my point of referencing this is that some uh, voice actors can do it. But also, like we mentioned before, that's only like a one-moment thing where it was like a quick riff off of like a scene that he was improvising and everything. And that was only one moment. Imagine doing that for your whole career. Like, it's probably so exhausting. But the thing is, with spongebob he's been doing spongebob for forever like 20 and ice years. king for also forever yeah. uh and i don't think he has to go back and forth and talk you know what i mean like yeah. exactly how, how you said he doesn't have to do that for for prolonged periods of time or even for because i feel like it's just easier to bounce off someone you could ask anyone it's easier to make jokes when you're playing tango with someone yeah. Rather than just sitting there and trying to make up a joke. Yeah, when you're riffing off someone compared to riffing off yourself. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm sure it, it, it's definitely been done yeah. and possible. But maybe this opens up an even new avenue for uh, Rick and Morty. But speaking on like the actual episode, how did you feel about it for a premiere? You know, I think it's funny because we have consistently watched Rick and Morty. Yeah, for, honestly. Like, le- yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about kind of our relationship because we this is the first time we've even even mentioned that we probably we definitely we definitely mentioned, mentioned rick and morty but this is the first time we actually cover it on our yeah and podcast. just talk about it in general we never talk about it so it'll be interesting to talk about how you feel about the show in general yeah i think it's really funny because you know i don't really consider myself like when i talk about all the shows that i love and like consistently watch and like honestly if i don't love it i don't consistently watch it yeah this is like the only show that i've like I'm not in love with, but I've consistently yeah, watched. Yeah, we watch it, like, every maybe two years when it comes out. Yeah, like, I think ever since, like, maybe 2019, we've watched uh, the seasons come out. Well, I think it was because we started watching it, the premieres, yeah. and, like, episode to episode when it came out, in its heyday. Yeah. Like, that's when it was, it's like, prime. really getting yep. prime. And I remember, because the first season we started watching, we were like, this season's, like, okay. Like, I don't know if you remember. We were just like, it was like, whatever. But we just kept watching it. I think conceptually, it's a fun show. It did kind of lose its luster, except for, say, like a couple episodes, like more recently. I don't even know if it's really that recent, but Vat of Acid. Okay, yeah. Being like one of the best episodes of Rick and Morty. That came out. Yeah, and I would say that maybe like two seasons ago. And I would say that came out. After Rick and Morty's prime, even, yeah. in my opinion, because season one and season two for me is like, that's when it was at its peak. Still watching it now, there's kind of, there is kind of like this little bit of, I wouldn't say it's disappointment. It's more like mindlessly watching it. Yeah, Rather I than agree. us watching it because it's like, oh my God, we need to watch it. It was more like kind of, you just kind of put it on in the background. Well, you know what it is? I think it's kind of suffering... I wouldn't say suffering from its own success, but the fact that it was a show that committed itself to not having a storyline. Yeah. Because they, they they were always like, we don't even know if every episode we're watching is supposed to be the same Rick and Morty. And, you know, sometimes they'll throw in a little sprinkle of like a two-parter or like a little bit of a storyline with the evil Morty thing. 
And I think that's hurting itself. I I, th- I think at this point, like, we need something type, like, some type of consistency or a storyline. I think the whole point of Rick and Morty is that it's not supposed to be a story. traditional storytelling. Yeah, and I think it's hurting itself because of that. I definitely could see what you're saying. It's harder to grip on because the thing about Rick and Morty, it is a conceptual show. And if the concepts are not good, then it is not that interesting of a show. So that's how it kind of lives and breathes off of. Is the concept of the episode interesting? Because you could have have bad execution, but if the concept is interesting, you're more likely to watch it or at least be interested by it. Well, the thing is, is that people are interested in Evil Morty. They want that concept and they haven't developed it more. Yeah, that's that And I don't true. know why they haven't, because I feel like I feel like that could bring back. I mean, not that the show is not popular, because it's still popular, but I think bringing back Evil Morty for like a little mini arc or something would, I think it would put it back in the forefront of uh, media. I see what you're saying, but I think the thing about Rick and Morty is that it's not about the storyline and the uh, story writing of Rick and Morty doesn't really indicate itself to be something like that. Because I always felt like, and I the reason why Rick and Morty was popular is that it broke conventions. And the thing about breaking conventions, it's hard to be as consistent for as long versus something more traditional, like having more of a traditional storyline where it's kind of like written out for you. Like, let's say something like, I don't know, Grey's Anatomy, where it follows kind of the same circle, even though, funny enough, like Rick and Morty does have the whole Harmon circle, which I believe is like one of the major techniques that... um Dan Harmon uses it, obviously, because that's... Yeah. But I don't know. So I've always wanted more of a storyline for Rick and Morty, but I could also understand why it's not really prevalent in his in Dan Harmon's writing, just because it has never been really, if you... Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I'm not saying, like, change everything. I just, for me, I don't think it's working anymore. Like, even... So Community is one of my favorite shows, and it's my favorite Dan Harmon show. And even that, like his usually his weakest points is when he does try to tell like a longer story with Changnesia. Oh no, wait, Changnesia was like the ghastly gear. I think. yeah, that was the ghastly. But I, I mean, like Chan becoming a dictator and all that sort of stuff. Like he likes to put story in very small amounts and kind of like Jeff becoming a teacher. Like that was something that started all the way back pretty early on. I would say season two, season three, they started planting it and only realized in season six. Yeah, I think season, maybe season, no, maybe season five. Yeah, I think season five, six is when he becomes a teacher. I understand what you mean because people in general are attracted to stories. Like we love storytelling. (laughs) We love finishing a narrative. But the thing is like, what would you even say like is Rick and Morty's narrative? What is its theme? Like what would be the end of its story? You know what I mean? There's not really even evil morty storyline is cool and thematically there are some interesting things there I, I was just pulling out a an example of like what could be a like i'm not asking it for to, it to be a season something that's a season long maybe like a mini arc or like three episodes long or because i always felt like this whole show is supposed to be about rick becoming more in touch with himself being more human in a way and going off and doing all these adventures and stuff is kind of like would pull away from that i think mm-hmm. i think him becoming kind of more of a normal guy who has friends who is able to have connections because it's funny rick has always been an interesting character because he has everything in the world except what he really needs and that's connection yeah. and understanding himself well not not understanding the problem is that he understands too much yeah 
he understands that all of his emotions and stuff that is basic human anatomy that is quote unquote like mind controlling him or something like that. But at the end of the day, you really need stuff like that to keep you going because of, because nihilism is kind of like one of the harder pursuits of life to follow. Funny enough, with this episode, we're more talking about Rick and Morty as a whole rather than the episode. We haven't even really talked about it because honestly, this episode is just okay. I agree. <laughs> it is not much to talk about. It was cool to see. And I like that there is some character development here with Rick hanging out with some couple of friends. It's a lot of characters that we normally do not follow. A bird person. Yeah. They, I mean, we follow, not that we don't follow them. They're just always in the background. Yeah, they're always in the background. Maybe they're in one episode per season. Yeah. Maybe too. Bird person was more prevalent in the earlier yeah. parts of Rick and Morty, and now he's back, which is very important for uh, Rick's whole storyline. Uh, but it was cool to see because we don't see a lot of more of the main characters in, like how we said, we didn't see Morty almost at all. He had like three lines. Didn't see Beth. There was no B-plot, which is... Interesting, because there's always a B-plot. There's a, usually always a B-plot, but I guess it was, it was supposed to be the whole importance of like... We're focusing on Rick now. Yeah, we're focusing on Rick and seeing if he's able to take the next steps because that, that looks like to be a possibility of this season. Because, I mean, this is what Rick and Morty has always been really building up to, like whether or not Rick can be a good person or at least, you know, try. Yeah. Or at least connect to the people around him. And it starts off with, I don't know, is Mr. Poopy Butthole a fan favorite character what do you say dude i don't know i don't i don't think so i think people like po mr, mr. Poopy Poopy especially the first season of rick and morty because that's when he was the most and not interesting but he the most fun he first shows up in the episode where like they have like the the mind creatures or whatever yes right? the imaginary way which imaginary again was friends, a really yeah. fun concept and him being a real person was kind time, of like this yeah. whole big twist and that and then they do make the reference in the in this show where uh she's like he's like beth you shot me and yeah like, it was an accident because it's funny because I, I feel like in season maybe four he comes back as doesn't he come back as like a teacher or something I, I think so he also shows up in like an end credit at some point and like he always ends up as end credits yeah and now he we see him kind of well we saw his deterioration yeah. as a person starting off all the way back from season one and conceptually this is not a terrible idea especially if you think about some of the thematics with him versus even rick because if you think about it like him being shot wasn't really his fault but it led to his downfall yeah in rick's terms you could say the same with anything really that with his wife yeah or just in general even because of nihilism even because of life all the things we can't control control who we are so Mr. Poopy Butthole understanding that, yeah, things happen in life, but there's still a path forward and you don't have to go down alcoholism, distracting yourself, doing anything and everything you can to not solve the problem really speaks to Rick's character. If you think about it, he has always been a character where he pushes down his deepest, truest weaknesses using alcohol, using distractions and uh, intelligence to kind of like, hey, you don't have to worry about me. You don't have to this and that. When in reality, he's always been a very sad character. So seeing Mr. Poopy Butthole at his worst be able to kind of move on from that could be an indication for rick for the rest of the season or just the rest of the series really 
uh, the path he's, you know, trying to be set down on. Interestingly enough, I wonder what they're going to do with Morty because... Well, because he's starting to, like, be his own person and separate himself from Rick, which is honestly, I think, what they were trying to show in this first episode, too, is that by not having him in this first episode of the season, like, it's setting the tone that uh, Morty is his own person. Yeah, I completely agree with you. He's off doing his own things. He doesn't have to, you know, be a pawn of Rick, which was his main, like, purpose back in the The early early seasons. Where now it's like we see a more confident Morty, especially last season. More confident and I would argue angrier. Angrier, definitely. And that kind of has, again, parallels to evil Morty. You know, I think it was said. Which is why I think they should bring up. I feel like exploring evil Morty would help the this Morty's. Uh, the thing is, they are. Like, are, if you don't remember last season, they met evil Morty again, I believe. That was last season? I, I, thought- I think so, yeah. Where we find out about. Uh, Rick's actual backstory and Morty finding out and Mm. all of that stuff. I know what you mean because, again, we do kind of like mindlessly watch the show now that you don't remember as much and I don't really remember too much of season Every time uh, a new season comes out, I'm like, dude, I don't even remember what last season was about. Yeah, because if you remember season six, we learn about Rick's backstory finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, where it was... The thing it was it was actually the thing that happened in uh the Szechuan premiere of like season three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Szechuan sauce, which was huge. The season three or four, I think, like that happened to be like the actual background of his story, and then he's looking for the guy that killed him. Yeah, the, the version of him. No, the guy that killed his wife. Yeah. Because I I think it was like you need to figure out how to become um a Rick with a portal gun. So that's going to be interesting because that that's basically the overlying background is if he could find his evil self, I guess we'll call him. And I mean, it, I think he's literally called Evil Rick, is he not? Yeah, I think he's Evil Rick. Or is he the Rickest Rick? I don't remember. No, our Rick is the Rickest Rick. Our Rick is the Rickest Rick? Okay. But See, yeah, this is so what I, I mean. It, I it is confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely confusing to talk about, uh, especially since we never, when we watch it again, we never kind of considered, not that we didn't consider it for the podcast, but when we're watching it, we just Well, didn't. when we were watching it in 2019, I can tell you for yeah, sure we, we were not considering it for it, the podcast. That, that did not exist, exist yet. But it, it's cool to be able to do it now and seeing where it's going to go. Because again, I, I do still hold like this series fondly, no matter what direction it ends up going in, even though, you know, the fan base, kind of the media culture around it is not toxic, but like, let's say well, less than desirable. Uh, yeah. I, I'm being nice about it. <laughs> uh, but you could say that about, honestly, you could really well, say that about... Well, any fandom that becomes big enough will definitely have toxic fans. However, this one, you know, the ratio. Yeah, no, but I just mean in general, like, you're right. Like, anything that has ever been popular has been um, kind of perversed or distorted through its kind of fandom like you could take the most innocent like think of anything in under i mean <laughs> not really innocent but sure you could take undertale hey if you play the pacifist run that is so innocent yeah uh just look online and see well, what happens that's what i'm saying no you said you said anything that is innocent undertale itself is innocent it is the fan base that's the not innocent part yeah and you could say that about the um well, yeah, I was just giving you an example. Minecraft is a funny there one, you I go. think. <laughs> just look online. We'll see, we'll see My Little Pony. Dude, I, <laughs> <laughs> I left you speechless on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I left me speechless. 
because I watched a little bit of My Little Pony when it first, not first came out. You're a brony? I wouldn't say I was a brony <laughs> because I didn't, like, it- I wasn't super into it, but my niece really liked it. Oh, okay. And I watched it for her and I was like, this is good enough to, for a kid's kind of media to watch and be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, no, because I was going to say, like, I know My Little Pony, like, actually has a big fandom. Is it, is it actually good or? Like, it's does po- it i mean like i don't know if what you've watched or like if you were watching it in order probably not no i was like, watching it in order it was on netflix oh okay I watched it. Oh, okay got you um, like is it something that where it's like oh, the, it starts off like very very kiddish and then develops into something more or i got it i mean i wasn't really watching it okay. that closely uh i think it was okay like it was passable i have no hate on it i think it was fine i think it gets too much hate if anything well, I think the reason why it gets hate is because of the fan base, which we could circle back for Rick and Morty yeah, with that. Like, again, it, it's not even the majority of a fan base. Yeah. It is a small minority. It's a small, loud minority that ruins it for everyone else. It's just as how it is. Yeah. And, you know, Rick and Morty breeds a certain type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, fan base I'm thinking of is My Hero, but let's not get off topic again. Yeah. Um I mean, does that that is an interesting question? Like, does fandoms ruin like pieces media? of art? Yeah, because it's, it's so it's such a controversial thing. Because the thing is, is that your fan base will grow your show. I guess you could say media show, whatever you want to call it. But it could also bring it down. Yeah, well, maybe it's reputation. No yeah. such thing as bad press, yeah. unless you're Justin Roiland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I think I, for Rick and Morty's sake, I don't think it brings it down. I think people still watch it. I just think at its height of its, like, remember the Szechuan sauce, uh, that whole deal Pickle was... Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Like, it invites, like, a kind of, like, a... D-Gen? I wouldn't even say G-Gen. Just, uh, just annoying. Yeah, maybe. that's true. I mean, there's nothing wrong to like what you like and like it with your chest. That's true. But, but you like... know, there is social conventions. Like, maybe not everybody... Uh, there is like this kind of prevailing thing that when you love something, everything in your life revolves uh, around it. Real life revolves around it. Everybody you know needs to know about it. And this is funny coming from people you know who who literally talk about. Yeah, that. that's true. You know, I just so, think it's I mean, unfair. You know what? I'm a, not to get. I wouldn't say political, but I just think it's unfair that we are judging these people because then we sit back and. The Taylor Swift people, I don't know if you've been seeing the videos of the of them in the theater. They're like like dancing and uh, running around the, the theater and people are judging them for that. And it's like, no, this is okay. Because if Rick and Morty fans can scream Pickle Rick from the top of their lungs, Taylor Swift fans can make circles in a theater and have fun. Well, I'm saying it's none of it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is like, it all is sucks. I mean, you can you can like what you like. And if, the, if you're a 100% okay with like, not saying you're making a fool of yourself, but, you know, putting yourself in more precarious situations like that's your life and you should be able to live it. This is, you know, how life works. Do what you love and that's OK. Uh, but if someone's going to judge you, someone's going to judge you for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, is the way it is what it is. It is what it is. Do people still unironically watch this show because it's intelligent? I couldn't tell you. The thing about me is I never follow fandoms. Like, I'll watch a lot of oh, shows. Oh, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast. Jim is a big hipster, that and he doesn't want to admit it. What does that even mean? You know what it means. Because you're always the type to be like, oh, I watched it before it was popular or, or stuff like that. That's not even true. That's so true. You've said it for so many things. I definitely watched Rick and Morty at a tide of popularity. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Like yeah. I, I think like season two is when I picked it up That's around right. there. I just mean like I was never really the type to watch something and go on the internet and look for like-minded like people about it okay that's fair no i'll watch content like 100 percent, like on okay. youtube one like but I'll, you won't be joining like a forum or like reddit no i won't look for anybody who likes it see i don't want to say i'm also like that i just i just have anxiety to join forums and stuff like that mm. to be looking for like-minded people but i'm definitely the type to go on like let's say like tiktok or even reddit looking up like stuff about the show or whatever i'm interested in so fandoms for me, like, they don't really bother me because they never really, like, other than watching someone else put a video of someone else screaming about Pickle Rick other than that. And even then, I'm like, I mean, I don't really care that much. I just could just, it just for me as someone who has worked in the food business, I'm like, bro, they got a nine to five, my guy. <laughs> like, they don't need to be, <laughs> like, they get paid minimum wage. Like, leave them alone. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, it's like the McDonald's meme where it's like, you know what I'm here for. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just like, you know what? You want to have fun, like do it somewhere where you're not disrupting where other you, people where who are just trying to live their life. Where you're not bringing in another person that's either not part of your fandom or dislikes your fandom. Yeah, 100%. If you're like, if you're going to, I don't know, which Rick is, and Morty convention and you're screaming, pickle, the, oh, more power to which, you. Which is why, very unrelated to this whole podcast, but which is why I dislike the hate towards the taylor swift fans right now because they're doing it in a theater where everyone there is watching taylor swift okay oh yeah i can imagine that being like well i think some people just be like you got to have a little bit more etiquette i get it but like but you know what you know you spend a lot of money you spend a lot of money to be enjoying yourself that's what i'm saying so you should be able to enjoy yourself as long as long again as you are not hurting we're disrupting, you know, fast food workers or workers in general. <laughs> so true. You know, if you're going to make a mess, clean up after yourself. So true. And put your carts away unless it's Costco because. What do you mean? Wait, what? That's why? Why? Wait, I need to discuss that for a second. Why Costco? Because you not remember Costco is like. Oh, it's like. Eight lanes down. Yeah, that's and so the, true. And the, the only people make their own like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, you should put your carts back anyway. Costco's a hellscape. For a reason. <laughs> you think you're the only one smart enough to want to shop at Costco? I mean, I never said that. Yeah, I, I mean you. I mean I, you'll. You'll I understand. hate shopping at Costco. I love. Costco, I know that. Right? I know it's a controversial opinion to say that you hate shopping at Costco, but you know what? I'm not gonna delve into that. I don't need to show my opinion with you. Let's go back to Rick and Morty. Let's delve into the actual episode that we have not touched on. We haven't touched on it because I feel like it. It just yeah, was, but we should talk about it. Right. Like uh, we did talk about uh, them bringing in the gang. Like that's Cure true. Had, like it was fun to see Cure had again. You know what? I was gonna say I, there was some chuckles. No, I, I mean, I it, it wasn't unenjoyable. I just feel like I mean, this is also the premiere, so you know, n none of the spiciness is gonna happen yet. Yeah. Also, I just think with Rick and Morty, like again, suffering from its own success. When you think of Rick and Morty, again, conceptually, it has to be crazy. To be like, oh my god, this is like such a good episode. I'll never forgive that of acid, by the way. Uh, even though it's a great episode, it's a just a view from halfway down, man. A view from halfway down is a, anyway. I'm not even gonna. We're not get even into talking it. about BoJack. You know, we're never gonna do BoJack on this sh on this show. Don't even say that because we are. <laughs> like that is definitely, okay. but that's gonna be like our magnus opus. Uh huh. 
Yeah. It's gonna be like three hours long. Oh god. It's gonna be on, on 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 one episode, three hours long each episode. You know what I'm saying? I need you guys all to download this uh, podcast. So that That's not even how it works. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Reddit thing. That's a lot of. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, what's your favorite I, I did part like, about this episode? Uh, probably the lawnmower. Oh, the oh the lawnmower, the lawnmower was pretty funny. I thought they were gonna do a bit more with it when I first saw it kind of go off and wreak havoc. It kind of reminded me of of Jerry when he had the invisible. Oh, I think I remember the oh. uh, garbage truck. Yeah, where he kind of had his own little adventure. They they have a thing with vehicles kind of Just becoming go, sentient. Yeah, it, almost. I, I told you it reminded me of that episode of Cloud Nine. If anyone has watched Cloud Nine, if they haven't, go watch it. It's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. where the, that's good mindless television. Yeah, where the shopping cart is like following Glenn the whole time. Yeah, the the I I see what you mean. Like again, they have a thing with sentient sentience in general yeah. is a big thing about Rick and Morty. Which um, makes sense because all of this is, you know, the whole theme of the show is uh, uh, Rick almost dealing with the sentience. <laughs> yeah, like almost hate being alive. Yeah. And the fact that he that he was made to be smart almost. Yeah. You know what? Actually, my my favorite, I didn't laugh at it, but I, I liked it. My favorite part of the episode was the disappearing pills or the vanishing pills. Oh, yeah. The fading pills, that's what it was called. I think it was and a he, little bit of jerking yourself off a little too much, You though. think so? Yeah. Yeah, because it was just like, isn't this really clever, guys? Hey, isn't this like I yeah, took Yeah, but a, it's classic Rick and Morty. Yeah. They did kind of the thing where it's like, isn't this really clever? And then they did the thing where hey, isn't this so annoying that they think that this is clever? Mm. So it was just a little too much of, like, it it, it kind of pl- pleasing itself okay, a little bit. Yeah, but you know what? That, that's what the show is. <laughs> it's just pleasing itself. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I also really liked when Gearbox got his... Oh, the nuts on his face again? Yeah. Was like, just why like, is this a thing a for me? Way. Yeah, I thought that was, like, a, again, a little bit of a cheeky moment. What else? Hugh Jackman being it was kind of crazy. That's true. It wasn't. Served no I, real I don't purpose. Think it, was, it wasn't actually Hugh Jackman. I think though. it is Hugh Jackman. Think, no. I think it is. Really? Look it up. I'm looking it up right now. You're right. I was wrong. I eat my words. I was trying to tell you. You don't be listening. You know what I always say. But I do be admitting when I'm wrong. Nobody ever listens to Jim. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, he knows for a fact that is the thing that I want written on my tombstone when I die because, in fact, nobody listens to Jesse. And I, I want you to d- delete all of this right now because if, I don't want people thinking that's your phrase because it's my phrase. What do you say? I hate you <laughs> so much. How? Do, yeah, we talked a little bit about it, but do you think po- Poopy Butthole is, or Wayne? <laughs> oh, apparently his name. his name is Wayne. Uh, Yeah. Do you think he overstayed his welcome at this point? I don't even. He, was he in last season? I don't even. Remember. I think he's always like in the end credits. Like, like he, you yeah, said. he's in some like hundred years scene. in Rick and Morty. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I don't know. This episode was fun. I, if he shows up again, then I think he's overstayed his welcome. That's yeah. my opinion. Okay, I I could see that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this episode. I also always like seeing Birdman. That's true. I really do. I think Bir- I think Birdman's a fan favorite. He is, he should be a fan favorite. He's a great character. He's like his the only moral compass in the show. You know what I can see them doing, which I don't think they are. I could see them g- giving him a spinoff show with his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is an interesting little aspect of the show where he's like one of the his daughter. Yeah, I think he's a one of the. I don't want to say one of the only, but he he's like a side character that has the most character plot and development yeah no he is one of the more central characters like for as little sc- 
uh, screen time to importance ratio, he probably has the highest. Yeah. Except for maybe like Evil Morty. That's true. I yeah, I would agree with you there. But no, he's a super important character because he's a link to Rick's past and who Rick's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So that is really important. Now he's supposed to be like going through parenthood, which is one of Rick's most important aspects of him. The fact that he does have a daughter who's not his real daughter. Yeah. I don't really remember that plot line. I forgot he had a daughter at all. So. No, yeah, he, his da- his real daughter, well, quote unquote, real daughter died. Beth died, oh, his original yeah. Beth and his original wife died. And then he went into a world in which the Rick abandoned. Wait, I think this world is supposed to be evil Rick's world. Well, not this world, because remember, they jumped, jumped already. Again, yeah. But that world, I think, I think, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was evil Rick's world. And he went back there. Hoping to be able to find him. Yeah. And then he just decided to stay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he never abandoned Beth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's convoluted. It is a little convoluted. convoluted. Well, you wanted plot and you don't pay attention (laughs) to it any. Listen, it's not my fault that it's a show that I have to turn my brain off to watch, okay? Well, it's not turning your brain off, I feel like. It's just how we consume it. That's true. Um, you know what though? Uh, circling back to uh, people who have overstayed their welcome, I think Squanch, Squanchy, has overstayed his welcome. It's the from Adventure Time. What's her name? Oh, Lumpy Space Princess. Yeah, he she's the Lumpy Space Princess. Yeah, I agree. There's always gonna be a Which, character like that. Do people? Okay, like on a side note, I don't know if we talked about it in the other uh, in the. Do people like Lumpy Space Princess? Yeah. I don't know. Cause like again, for I, us, I LSP has always been annoying. LSP's in this? LSP's in this? Squanchy's in this? Uh, oh my god. I'm like, oh, next episode, please. No, ugh. I mean, do people like Squanchy? I couldn't tell you. Again, I don't really interface with, with the fandom, with yeah, the fandom too so. much. I guess I would know more than you, but you know what I hope has a revelation th- that brings me, that wants... Rev- revelation? Re- rev- whatever. Re- revitalization? Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. Teehee. Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I need you mean to, back man. to form? Uh, yeah, because if they're going to keep giving me seasons, I want it to at least be worth my while. Like, for instance, it's not that bad. No, I know, but I it's don't... just it's set too high of a precedence. That's true. It's kind of like it's not bad TV. Like says the person who's who watched the newest season. Hey, of Big OK. OK. I thought you were going to say something else. What, what? I thought you were about to say Miraculous and I was going to come for you. No. <laughs> I mean, kind of the same idea. Listen, <laughs> I don't even know if I finished the most recent season of Big Mouth, but I get so mad at Big Mouth because Big Mouth takes away from other... It, it Why does takes it away, exist? It takes away budget from shows that deserve it, like Inside Job. We won't get a season two of Inside Job, Inside but we'll get job. a season 27 Inside of Big job. Mouth. Just when it was getting interesting, they can, they cut it. When they fi- I feel like it finally found its footing, Yep. and that's when they it got it. And that's when they were like... Mm, no, but Big Mouth, you want another season? Like, and what did they do to Dragon Prince? Dude, don't even. Get, what did they? We gotta do it one day. We gotta do a, like a dissection of what happened to Dragon. I Prince. would love to talk about the first three seasons of Dragon Prince. I would love to too. It was because it was some of the some really good fantasy. Yeah. The way I feel about it, uh, like, let's talk a little bit about conclusions. Is that the voice changing is the most interesting part. I agree. Like, it's the only like, reason like I even felt like watching it. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of people came back for that specifically. Just to see if it was okay. And it was okay. And then the re- episode itself was like, ah, whatever. Yeah. So, like, honestly, I was most... I, I was the most involved in this episode in, like, the first five minutes. 
Yeah, and then I was like, oh, good enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my phone dinged? I wonder what's happening on my phone. Like, I was, like, very easily distracted. I was not, like, attached to it. But I mean, it was, I think it was a fun watch. No, though. it was definitely a fun watch, but I was not invested my whole You know what? It's, it's kind of, I, I don't, it's kind of sacrilege to say, but it feels like it's becoming more of a show like like Family, family Guy. Guy where, where I wouldn't say it's that kind of like level, but where you're just kind of like. You watch it because it's something that you've been mindless, watching for a like while. Mind, and mind like, food, yeah. yeah. Let's do some short, short time, short time. Let's draft adult animation. Uh, you want to start off? invincible i mean that's a good pick and season two is coming right around the corner mm-hmm. i would never take it as my first pick though really okay what's your first no pick? my first pick is bojack, bojack horseman <laughs> because it's the greatest show of all time you know i almost put that as my number one just to take it oh, away from you i know you i was scared that you were gonna take it but i felt like being nice today i mean thematically it's the best put show together yeah. ever with some of the best car- i'm not gonna go into it i could talk about bojack i know you could I that's could why i didn't put it on my number one because i feel like you would actually murder me i would this, you would die <laughs> yeah and i um you know I, I don't feel like dying today necessarily but you know for your number two pick we just mentioned it inside job inside job this early is crazy i love inside job and put it like i it love it for a its lot of pot- potential. potential i love it that's why it's just when two. it got its footing it Listen, got cut it needs its number two spot because it's never getting a number two season i'm gonna go with more of a bit of more of a conventional pick i'm going with arcane damn i had that on my i list mean too. that's a, i mean that's kind of like a modern day classic yeah. at this point it has my i think my favorite scene in all of animation and who knew that league of legends can produce something good yeah you as know? i was just trashing on league of legends too so funny all right, all right, all right. Number three, I'm going to have to do Vox Machina. Oh, man, you're getting all, you know what? You got the Amazon kind of collective over there. <laughs> I do. Wait, that's so <laughs> funny. No, Inside Job was Netflix. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, Vox Machina, as someone, we're both like D&D, been playing a lot of BG3. Yeah. Uh, Vox Machina is a great show. Very fun show. I'm more of a Dimension 20 kid myself. That's but... fair. Honestly, no, I do. But Dimension 20 doesn't have a show, so I can't put it on this list. I'm going to go with one of the biggest shows of all time. Longer, one of the most longest running shows. I'm going with The Simpsons. Okay. Defined a decade. I didn't even know you watched The Simpsons. Not really, to ah! be honest. No, but it defined yeah, animation. that's fair, that's fair. It was the first radical TV show, so it like set the precedence for everything we watch today. Out of everything we said and will say, this is the most influential show that has ever came out. Yeah, I, can, uh, I could definitely agree with you there. All right, all right, fine, 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 fine. We're going with adult comedy? Fine. I'm going to choose Futurama. Oh, man. You know what? I actually really do love Futurama. I think it is probably my favorite of kind of that trio-ish. It got canceled like 8 million times, though. It's back, and it's back. Though. It's back again, which is kind of crazy because it had one of the best endings ever. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, so not a turn, not a bad pick. Uh, let me take another show that reached some of the highest peaks and valleys. You're gonna say Family Guy? No, I'm gonna take uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, it owned I didn't even everything. think to yeah, put it on my list. That's Rick, so like funny. The episode we're literally doing right now—that's so funny. Uh, pretty much one of the biggest highest of highs. A great show, for all intents and purposes. All right, that's a pretty good list you got going there, and uh, I think this last one's gonna make you a little mad because I know you really like this show. 
go Bob's Burger for number five. I do love Bob's Burger. I think that's like the peak of mindless show. Yeah. Like that is just popcorn. Like that is the popcorn of shows. They have my favorite family dynamic in that show. No, they really do. It's really cozy and the movie was really good. I'm going to go a little bit of more of a slight deep cut, a, a slight cut. Give me Moral Oral for five. Never watched it. It's kind of a crazy show. It's kind of. It also was like pretty radical when it came out. Uh, it was so it's supposed to be about it's it's a really weird show where it was about a christian town and them kind of like the the main character kind of like losing god oh that's dope maybe we gotta watch it well not losing god like it makes fun of radical uh christianity oh yeah yeah i see i see it's kind of a crazy show and it has like some insane family dynamics and some really interesting episodes. It was it was always scared me as a kid. I love that because it was like an un- un- unnerving show. Mm. Uh, but that's gonna be it. Well, if you do like what you're hearing, we do have a link tree with all of our socials on it: TikTok, YouTube, you name it. Always gonna be underneath animation overtime. And it'll be a really big help if you could follow or leave a review. And if you made it this far, we appreciate you. This has been Animation Overtime. And we are finally clocking out. See ya.